Welcome back to Blogs on Tape. Today's post is Parrot Fiends of House Manati and the Unceasingly Useful Dermested Box, written by Marsworms and originally published in March of 2022 on her blog Save vs. Worm at savevsworm.blogspot.com. Parrot Fiends of House Manati and the unceasingly useful Dermestid Box. I mentioned these creatures in my last post, so I felt it was probably a good opportunity to write them up and describe more about them. Graphic. An emaciated and hunched humanoid figure, walking pigeon-toed, with arms that are too long for its body, and a parrot's head so oversized that its feathers extend all the way to each shoulder. Caption, its hands twisted backwards, perhaps to hint at its provenance. End graphic. Parrot Fiend, number encountered, 1d6. Hit dice, 2 plus 2. Attacks, claw and bite, 1d6 and 1d6 plus 1. Armor as leather, morale not available. Avian speech, parrot fiends are able to let out an ear-piercing shriek. This shriek will always attract 1d4 additional parrot fiends, as well as 1d6 plus 1 city guards or house manati stooges, depending on the context. Typically, a parrot fiend will only screech either when they have someone in their undying grasp or when they are close to dying. Magic Resistance Parrot fiends have a plus four to saving throws versus spells and magical effects. Moonlight Power Parrot fiends are weak and delirious on the night of the new moon, and emboldened on the night of the full moon. Undying Grasp The parrot fiend may sacrifice its claw attack to instead attempt to ensnare a single human-sized enemy in its grasp. The target of its undying grasp must make a saving throw or be captured, and once captured, only a successful open doors roll with assistance will be able to free them. Undying Loyalty When confronted with the Dermestid box, see below, they have advantage on their fleeing roll, i.e. they roll twice and take the better result. The Dreadful Parrot Fiends are the foul undead creations of the sorceress scions of House Manati, the descendants of the conquering king's princes stationed in Elber's satrapy all those centuries ago. They are created in a secret ritual, passed down only through one particular matrilineal of the noble house, that which claims descendant from the stargazer wife Vani, third wife of Manat, son of the two-horned conqueror. This ritual is done only on the night of the full moon, its eerie greenish light bathing the princely sorcerer in unnatural energies. Other than this, very little is known about the creation of the parrot fiends, and in fact, nobody knows where the parts which make them are sourced. It is obvious that the things are the merger of the desiccated body of a human being and the head of a great big crimson parrot, but who the bodies are from is the subject of rumors and 
Nobody in this part of the world has ever seen a parrot of such a hue or size before. Gossip and whispers that the Vani Manatis use the bodies of dead servants, or of slaves, or of long-dead ancestors are just hearsay, and only in far eastern hinterlands can it even be dreamed that such a large and brilliant red parrot may roost. House Manati employs parrot fiends as a gruesome additional security in their palatial estates, and, most notably, in the rich princely quarter of Tabor, the Bay of Red-Feathered Plenty. This is not to say that they rely solely on parrot fiends, since they are slow, incapable of human communication, and can only be produced once a month, not to mention their eerie, uncanny countenance that puts even members of House Manati on edge. The parrot fiends are more roving jailers and alarm systems than actual guards or mercenaries. They only capture intruders for humans on Manati or municipal pay to deal with, rather than being a true defense themselves. In Tabor, in fact, the city guards despise the parrot fiends, and find that the undead creatures take a significant portion of their job, and perhaps even obstruct their sovereign operation in a full quarter of the city. But the interests of Manati and the wishes of those who are protected by the shuddering corpses win the day. The city guards would be very kind to anyone who could at all bring the parrot fiends down a peg, even if it means angering House Manati. Outside of Tabor, parrot fiends are a fixture of Manati estates, with the exception of those lesser scions and isolated valley decans who the head of the house deem unworthy of receiving any fiends. These less notable princes would do anything to have a parrot fiend in their possession. Having even one is a status symbol of sorts within the circles of the house. Graphic. Two bearded figures, with tabards mounted to their backs, chainmail shirts, and conical hats, armed with sword and shield. Caption, an officer of the guard, drawn a tad to messily. Also, an Akinakes short sword. End graphic. Tabor City Guard, as a level 1 fighter, HD 1 plus 1, attack 1, AC leather plus shield, morale 7. Officer of the Guard. Large groups of guardsmen may be led by an officer of the guard, a high-ranking guardsman, second only to the city's captain. Officers of the guard fight as city guards with a plus one to hit and armor as chain plus shield. When an officer of the guard is present, all guardsmen have morale nine. Officers of the guard are identifiable by the banner upon their backs that looms over the streets, decorated with the symbol of Tabor, the ancient basilisk. Equipment. City guards wield maces, or akinakes, short swords. Those stationed at or near the city wall carry bows. Additionally, they always carry with them rope for tying up targets. House Manati Stooge. As a level 1 fighter, HD 1 plus 1, attack 1, AC as leather, morale 6. Mercenary. Most, but not all, man-at-arms in the employ of House Manati are mercenaries in some form or another. 
Their allegiance is to coin or to land, not to the noble house. Equipment. House Manati stooges wield hand knives, wooden bludgeons, hatchets, or slings. All stooges will have slings and one such melee weapon. Graphic. A close-up photograph of a moth. End graphic. The unceasingly useful Dermestid Box. Not everyone can be initiated into the beauteous cosmic mysteries that provide the ability to turn the undead. And yet, standing skeletons and crawling corpses are a perennial, albeit not overwhelmingly common, hazard to travelers along abandoned roads or delvers into dark depths. The solution, then, is to find the one thing which can prompt disaster for the dead. Decomposition. Enter the Dermestid Box, a wooden export of that ever-industrious city, Hamakayun on the Sea. This is a wooden container wherein lies a crawling mass of skin-devouring beetles. By simply opening the box and tossing its contents on a beskinned undead foe, it is possible that faint memories of self-preservation will prevail, and the thing will stagger back at the thought of its skin and flesh being eaten. Dermestid Box. 20 Drachma. A single-use item that, when thrown on an undead target that still has skin, skeletons and the like are unaffected, prompts a d6 roll to see if they stagger back in sudden realization. There is a 3 in 6 chance of a reaction. Some undead, which are made feverishly loyal through special sorceries, such as the Parrot Fiend, have advantage on this roll. That was Parrot Fiends of House Manati and the Unceasingly Useful Dermestid Box. Written by Marsworms and read for you by Nick L.S. Whalen. Blogs on Tape is a project that works with authors to make great RPG blogs more accessible through audio recordings. It's a community effort, which you can contribute to with a small donation to help offset our hosting costs. You can do that at ko-fi.com slash blogs on tape. And whether or not you're able to contribute in this way, thank you very much for listening.